Let me just read a couple of scriptures so you can be seated. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which also I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again from the third day according to the word of God. You may be seated. Dropping down to verse 14, it says, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. It's a waste of time. And our faith is also empty. A complete waste of time to make declarations of faith that Christ is not raised from the dead. It's all empty. But oh, thank God, down in verse 20 of that same text, it says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. How many of you know that you cannot have a living faith with a dead Savior? And so we know that the resurrection is a vital part of the total uniqueness of Jesus Christ. Tony Evans, in his book, King of Glory, said this. He said, the resurrection places Jesus in a class by himself. It makes him unique. Other religions can compete with Christianity on some things. They can say, for example, your founder gave you a holy book. Well, our founder gave us a holy book. Your founder uh, has a large following. So does ours, they may say. <clears throat> you have buildings where people come to worship God. We have buildings where people come to worship our God. <clears throat> but only Christians can say, all of that may be true, but our founder rose from the dead. End of conversation. Amen. Amen. I want to take a look at Ephesians, the first chapter. And we're going to look at resurrection revelation today. The Apostle Paul had it, and he wanted the church at Ephesus to get it. My desire is for everyone in the house to get resurrection revelation and to understand the ramifications and the benefits of this glorious resurrection power that we sing about, that we shout about, and that we get happy about in the house today. Ephesians 1, verse 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and your love for all the saints... I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now that word revelation in the Greek is apolukopos, and it basically means the cover is taken off. It means a disclosure. And what Paul is praying for them, and what I pray for us continuously, is for us to receive the revelation of what is already ours. The hope of our calling. This glorious inheritance. This resurrection of revelation power. Amen. Now verse 18 says this, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. The Amplified says that the eyes of your understanding might be flooded with light. Oh, it's a happy day when light comes. For it is the entrance of His Word that bringeth light. And Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus dispels all darkness from our lives when He comes into our life. And then we get the benefit of feasting on manna from heaven and the eyes of our spirit get flooded with the light of the gospel and our spirits get strengthened and there is nothing that we can't do because in Him we live and in Him we move and in Him we have our being. Say it with me real strong. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So may the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light. 
so that we can know and understand the hope to which he has called us and how rich his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. Now I want you to look at verse 19 and I want us to read it together. Ready? Read. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Let's keep reading. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he's put all things under his feet. Verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him. I just want to talk a little while this morning about the exceeding greatness of his power, which is toward you and I when we tap into it with our faith. Everyone say it real strong, resurrection faith. You see, there was a day when all of his ruling power when all of his endowed power and all of God's inherent power were put into the form of resurrection power. And that was the day he raised Jesus from the dead. There was never, ever any more power displayed than that day. That power raised him from the dead. And the Bible says it is for my benefit and it is for your benefit. You know, it doesn't do us any good to believe that God has power if we do not believe it, will work for us. His power is in this place today. And I tell you what I'm seeing in my spirit. I'm seeing a restoration of dead dreams. I'm seeing a quickening of mortal bodies. I'm seeing signs and wonders and miracles in the house today. I tell you what else I'm seeing. I'm seeing people coming to a living Christ. Some of you have been seeking life among the dead. It's time to come to the risen one, the one who gives light, the one who gives life. I'm seeing people coming in to the kingdom of God. I tell you what else I'm seeing. I'm seeing folks that have kind of dabbled with the word and kind of been in and out and up and down. I'm seeing people coming to a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ. How many of you are hooked with me? How many of you will believe God with me today? Look at your neighbor and say, it's happening here. It's happening right now. Resurrection faith is strong in this house. And Jesus shall be glorified. I mean, from the natural realm, it looked like there was no way that he was coming out of that grave. It looked like it couldn't be done. Nothing looked more impossible than raising Jesus from the dead. But it took the mighty working of his power. Listen, friends, the fact that he rose Jesus from the dead, he also rose you from the dead in the mind of God. He not only raised him up far above all principality and power, he raised you and I up together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he's given us a name above every name. Think about all the names that come against us. The name of cancer. 
the name of arthritis, the name of addiction. I declare to you today that the resurrected one's name, the name of Jesus, is above every name. And faith in the name will destroy him that had the power of death. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody shout with me. Amen. What I'm seeing is this. The fact that he raised Jesus from the dead makes your healing. It makes your restoration. It makes it easy for God. Our attitude should be, since he did that, he certainly can do this. And I love what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. You see, the day of Pentecost was a day when the church age started and the Holy Ghost came upon them in the upper room. And when the Holy Ghost came upon Peter, it changed Peter from a denier to Peter the prophesier. And Peter began to proclaim the good news in front of thousands of people. In Acts chapter 2 verse 22, he said, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you also yourselves know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands... You've crucified him and you put him to death. I mean, he's telling it like it is. How many of you know some people just need to be told like it is? In love, of course. Verse 24. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death. And I love this. Because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Even though it may have seemed impossible, I'm here to remind you that we serve a Father with whom there is no impossibilities. When God looked at Jesus in the grave, He said, there's no way He's staying there. And when God looks at you in your situation today, He says, there's no way you're going to stay in that situation because the resurrected Savior is here. And He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. See, in the presence of men, there are so many things that look impossible. It can't be done. But over here in the presence of God, which we're here today in, as He looks at our situations... All things are possible. In other words, it can be done. It must be done for the glory of God. That day when Peter prophesied and preached a message straight from the throne of God. The Bible says in verse 41, Then those who gladly received the Lord were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And so the question is this. What made them believers? What makes us believers? We must believe that he died. We must believe that he was buried. And we must believe that he rose from the dead. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will, without a doubt, you will be saved. You will be on your road to heaven. Amen. You know, Jesus said about Lazarus to his sisters. They said, well, we know that he'll rise again at the last day. But Jesus said, excuse me, I want you to know that there's resurrection power right here and right now for Lazarus. 
Because he said in John eleven twenty five, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. There's no need to wait for Lazarus to be raised at the last day. Lazarus is done going to be raised up today because in resurrection power and resurrection faith, he's coming out of the grave. Amen. And it's the same today. For he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Put away from your thinking, someday I'll be healed. Put away from your thinking, someday I will serve the Lord. Put away from your thinking, someday, someday, someday. I declare to you that now is your day. Now is the day of salvation. And resurrection power is here right now. Do you have faith for it? What about the rest of you? Do you have faith for it today? Oh, hallelujah. I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he'll never, he, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, you must believe in the resurrection. And my dear brothers and sisters, that's all it takes. It's not where you're born that matters. It's not how much education that you have that matters. It doesn't matter where you have two houses, one house, or no house. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You see, many times we get intimidated. We fall into this comparison trap. We look at what other people have and we forget about what God's done for us. Are you listening to me? You know the little boy playing in his yard and uh, tossing a baseball up and down and catching it? Man pulled up in his automobile, rolled the window down and said, Son, can you tell me where I-5 is? I need to get to I-5. He says, No, sir, I can't. He just kept tossing his ball up in the air. They said, Well, maybe you can tell me where Main Street is because if I can get to Main Street, I can find a gas station and they'll be able to point me to I-5. And he just kept throwing the ball up in the air and says, No, I, I don't know where either one of those are. And finally, he got so frustrated and he said to him, you just don't know anything, do you? The little boy looked at him and says, but I'm not lost. You may not know what a lot of folks know. You may not have what a lot of folks have. You may not have the educations that a lot of people have. But if you know you're not lost, if you know your sins are forgiven, if you know you have right standing with God, if you know you're on your way to heaven, the bottom line is this, my dear brothers and sisters, when it's all said and done, it's really not what you know, it's who you know. And do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Not the religious Jesus. Not the Jesus that we come to church out of duty, but the Jesus that gave us life. The Jesus that hung on the cross. The Jesus that rose from the dead. The Jesus that's with us in the ups and downs of life. The Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Do you know Him? That's my prayer. That everyone that walks through these doors knows Jesus. And when we do, we become new creations in Christ Jesus. Jesus gives us a new identity. Now we all know that there's a lot of identity theft out there in the world. We know that, right? And the enemy's a thief. He comes to rob us 
of the revelation of who we are in Christ. Of what we have and where we are in Christ. But I tell you what, he can't do it here and he can't do it there. If you will keep the door shut on that identity theft rat and just begin to shout glory to God. I'm a new creation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You will shut him down every time. Now in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17, I want us to look at this and read it. In 1 John 4, 17, ready, read. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. The only way you're going to have boldness in the day of judgment is call on the Lord. Whosoever shall call on the Lord shall be saved, so that we can have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is... I want you to keep that up there just for a moment. I want you to call you to attention that what this does not say. The Bible does not say, as he was, so are we in this world. It says, as he is right now, so are we in this world. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And who is he? He is the resurrected one. Jesus got up. Jesus got out and Jesus wants to come into your life and when you receive he raises you up Woo, hallelujah listen friends since he got up and he got out you don't have to stay down I said you don't have to stay down and I tell you what's happening in this service today there's a lifting taking place I can sense a lifting. God's going to lift people out of sin. He's going to lift people out of dead dreams. He's going to lift people out of broken relationships. He's going to lift you. Hallelujah. And he's going to raise you to another level. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Now, folks, listen. If we ever get the revelation of resurrection... And if we ever start really living the resurrected life, every time the enemy comes against us, we'll do just like the eagle and we'll rise above it. Now let me borrow something from the eagle today. The eagle never flies into the storm. What an eagle does, it flies above the storm. And he uses the wind that is happening in the storm as he spreads his wings. The storm and the winds, come on, take him higher. Now, Brenda and I have been in this for about 40 years. PT and Kimberly have been in it about the same. We have never, ever seen anybody that was greatly blessed of the Lord that didn't have a storm up under them somewhere. Anybody ever been through a storm? If you've been through a storm, raise your right hand. If you've been through storms, raise your left hand. If you've been through multiple storms, raise your left foot. If you're going through a storm right now, raise your right foot. If they open up the dictionary and look at the definition of a storm and they see your face, we know that you've been through it. But I got a word for you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you do not have to be afraid because the storm stiller lives on the inside of us. Glory to God. 
Yeah. We all been through storms. But somehow we made it over. We made it over. Why? Because we spread our resurrected wings and we soared above the storm. What are you saying to me today, Pastor Mark? I'm saying you excelled when people wanted you to fail. You survived when they cursed you. You won when they hated you. You lived when people wanted you to die. You smiled when they wanted you to cry. You just kept on spreading your wings as He is. So are we in this world. I feel there's some eagles in the house today. I feel like there's resurrection eagles in the house today. Come on, somebody, flop your wings in the devil's face. Just flop your wings in the devil's face and take some flight in Jesus' name. I want to talk as a pastor to you resurrected eagles today. Stop fighting with things you were called to fly above. Jesus brought you up. He brought you out. And absolutely close the door on the cares of this life. And refuse to worry about what other people say about you. It don't matter what they say. What matters, what does God say? And God say to you, you're more than a conqueror. And God say to you, you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. It don't matter what they say. Let's live by what He say. I know that ain't good English, but you got it. Amen? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Don't take the care of those things. You are too high to worry that low. You are too high to wrestle that low. You're way, way, way too high to be intimidated by what's going on down low. Say it me, I'm above that. Oh, say it real loud, I'm above that. I'm above fear. I'm above depression. I'm above worry. I'm above despondency. I've been raised up. And I'm above it in Jesus' name. Woo, glory to God. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying don't you dare live in a chicken coop when you're called to live the resurrected eagle life. Oh, there's a lot of chickens out there. They're flopping their wings, but they'll never take flight. But not you, not me. We are the ones that have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And we are the ones that will turn this world upside down. Woo, hallelujah. If you haven't soared for a while, we're going to have an altar call. Hallelujah. And we're going to get those wings ready to soar. Say with me, I'm ready to soar. I'm going through the door of resurrection power. I'm trying to teach you this morning on a level of what's already been done. We're not here to do a repeat course on yesterday. God doesn't necessarily always do on course. When He says it is finished, it is finished. When He said it was done, it was done. Once it's settled, it's settled. Forever, O Lord, Your Word is settled in heaven. Now the problem with most Christians is they don't realize what's already been done. There is no dispute on what He has done. 
in his death, in his burial, and resurrection. The dispute is whether we realize it or not. It's not an argument of whether he rose from the dead. We know for sure that he did. Listen, they have been looking for the body of Jesus for 2,000 years. With all the modern equipment and all of the so-called archaeologists that are out there searching the body of Jesus, they have come up empty for over 2,000 years. All they could find was the ark. They'll never found Jesus because Jesus is not in the grave. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. The only dispute is whether you and I will be able to realize the ramifications and the benefits of this resurrection that was worked on our behalf. And this is where the renewal of the mind comes in. A major revelation that we all need to receive is so beautifully done by a Hispanic preacher by the name of Samuel Rodriguez. If you never heard Sammy, that boy can shuck the corn. Or he can peel back the tamale. I don't know what you want to say. But he can preach. Here's what Sam said. When Jesus died, your past died. Your sins died. Your darkness died. When Jesus died, your captivity died. When Jesus died, your failures died. But when he arose, when he got up, your salvation came to life. Your deliverance came to life. Your healing came to life. Your light came to life. Your peace came to life. Your miracles come to life. And your eternity comes to life. Hallelujah. We've got good news from the graveyard today. The tomb is empty and he is alive.